This is our devotional commentary for Deuteronomy chapter 20. I'm Pastor Doug Corlew. Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where we daily begin with the reading of God's Word. When you go out to war against your enemies and see horses and chariots and an army larger than your own, you shall not be afraid of them. For the Lord your God is with you, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. And when you draw near to the battle, priests shall come forward and speak to the people and shall say to them, Hear, O Israel, today you are drawing near for battle against your enemies. Let not your heart faint. Do not fear or panic or be in dread of them. For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you the victory. Then the officers shall speak to the people, saying, Is there any man who has built a new house and has not dedicated it? Let him go back to his house, lest he die in the battle and another man dedicate it. And is there any man who has planted a vineyard and has not enjoyed its fruit? Let him go back to his house, lest he die in the battle and another man enjoy its fruit. And is there any man who has betrothed the wife and has not taken her? Let him go back to his house, lest he die in the battle, and another man take her. And the officers shall speak further to the people, and say, Is there any man who is fearful and faint-hearted? Let him go back to his house, lest he make the heart of his fellows melt like his own. And when the officers have finished speaking to the people, then commanders shall be appointed at the head of the people. When you draw near to a city to fight against it, offer terms of peace to it. And if it responds to you peaceably and it opens to you, then all the people who are found in it shall do forced labor for you and shall serve you. But if it makes no peace with you, but makes war against you, then you shall besiege it. And when the Lord your God gives it into your hand, you shall put all its males to the sword. But the women and the little ones, the livestock and everything else in the city, all its spoil, you shall take as plunder for yourselves. And you shall enjoy the spoil of your enemies, which the Lord your God has given you. Thus you shall do to all the cities that are very far from you, which are not cities of the nations here. But in the cities of these peoples that the Lord your God has given you for an inheritance, you shall save alive nothing that breathes but you shall devote them to complete destruction. The Hittites and the Amorites, the Canaanites and the Perizzites, the Hivites and the Jebusites, as the Lord your God has commanded you, that they may not teach you to do according to all their abominable practices that they have done for their gods, and so you sin against the Lord your God. When you besiege a city for a long time, making war against it in order to take it, you shall not destroy its trees by wielding an axe against them. You may eat from them, but you shall not cut them down. Are the trees in the field human that they should be besieged by you? Only the trees that you know are not trees for food you may destroy and cut down, that you may build siege work against the city that makes war with you until it falls. All the laws of Deuteronomy are an unpacking of the Ten Commandments. In chapter 20, 
is a part of a section from chapters 19 through 21, which protects life and corresponds to the sixth commandment, you shall not murder. That may initially surprise us since these verses are all about military conquest, but the purpose is to limit the conduct of warfare, minimize casualties, and ensure no unnecessary loss of life. The first nine verses are framed by the topic of fear. Three times the people are urged to courage and faith by Moses and by the priest and then by the military officers. Moses recalls the Exodus victory to inspire confidence for upcoming battles. The priest's sermon assures everyone of the Lord's presence and promise. And the officers cues the fearful and faint-hearted soldiers from their duties in order to preserve the morale of the army. The officers also provide exemption from military service for three other groups of people so they may enjoy the blessings of housing, crops, and marriage. This shows that Israel did not need to depend on every last man fighting, for the battle was the Lord's. A reduced army would only highlight that God alone was responsible for their victory. These exemptions also show the warfare was not to be seen as an end in itself, but as a means to a greater end. The Lord was bringing his people to a place of rest and peace. And even now, community and well-being take precedence over war. The second half of this chapter moves from military personnel to military strategies. A peace treaty was to be offered to cities outside the promised land, verses 10 through 15, but no such offer is extended to cities of the nations within the land God was giving his people for their inheritance, verses 16 through 18. Rather, it says Israel must devote them to complete destruction. No human being was to be spared. The reason given is that the abominable practices of these pagan nations would lead Israel into idolatry and immorality also. The distinction between the two kinds of nations is illustrated by the two kinds of trees. In verses 19 and 20, the fruit-bearing trees were not to be destroyed. But trees that do not bear fruit could be cut down to build siege works against the city. The ultimate goal was to inhabit a bountiful land filled with trees that Israel did not plant a fruitful garden for God's people to enjoy. So in short, the conquest of Canaan was not senseless or unjust, but it was a precursor of the final judgment in which God's wrath will fall on the unrepentant while eternal life will be given to fruit-bearing believers in Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Abide Podcast. For more information about Summit Church of Alta, go to summitefc.com. And I'll meet you again next time as we abide living daily in the Word.